Hello, welcome to the Science of Parenting podcast, where we connect you with research-based information that fits your family. We'll talk about the realities of being a parent and how research can help guide our parenting decisions. I'm Mackenzie Johnson, parent of two littles with their own quirks, and I'm a parenting educator. And I'm Suzanne Bartholomew, and I'm an associate professor with an interest in helping people increase their financial security, and I am the parent of a high schooler. Yes, and we are here on today's little bonus episode coming at you with a little extra content uh, to talk all about allowance. allowance. Oh, Mackenzie. Like, not Mackenzie. cover this. You're right. I think, exa- I think that probably most listeners wanted us to start with this episode, probably. <laughs> They're like, but seriously, you're not going to, you're going to talk to us about money and not talk to us about allowance? No, we're going to. We were. We we're going <laughs> to. So I thought it was fun when, I mean, putting together some of the tidbits here in the research that one of the things that really stood out to me was thinking about allowance specifically as a form of financial socialization, which is what we were talking all about in the podcast season. I was like, yeah, allowance. And I also learned the word pocket money. Why did I not know that? Now I feel like I hear it everywhere, like on TV shows, but like allowance, AKA pocket money. Yeah, that it's a form of financial socialization. Of course it is. It is. It's the perfect illustration of a parent and child engaging in a financial socialization process, Mm -hmm. right? And so the big challenge is um, how to to make that process stick and Mm -hmm. make it healthy, right? Our goal of financial socialization is to impart healthy values and norms around financial behavior. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to make sure that this experiential learning theory or not theory activity of allowances <laughs> to make sure that it sticks and that, um, that it's learned. Right. right? So and it's experiential stick, yeah. that they're just like, they're just trying it out. Right. Like instead of us telling them like, you should save some money as long, like alongside spending some, it's like, it's experience because they're doing it. Like, here's how we're practicing it. And I thought it was really interesting. And some of the stuff you sent me, like the research around allowance, I had assumed, so I'm actually like looking right here, uh, based on the panel study of income dynamics, the majority of children in the U.S. ages 6 to 15 do receive an allowance and that allowance is common across many demographic and social economic groups in developed countries. So it's not necessarily related to like family income or education. I always assumed it was. I assumed that like families that maybe had more income were more likely to do allowance, but that's not what the research tells us. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's the the research, spoiler alert, the research is not definitive uh, in terms, well, in in the sense of what you just described, that there's no real pattern when it comes to demographics, like socioeconomic status, education, which we might expect mm-hmm. that that is um yeah there's no definitive pattern there so yeah. and, and then the results which there's you know the research on allowances have looked at a variety of different financial outcomes like savings credit card mm-hmm. use and you know that responsibility um just being financially responsible then there's also uh research that's on health outcomes things like yes. risky behaviors in adolescence like smoking and binge drinking smoking cannabis uh, gambling and then there's also obesity research. But again, the research is, there's, there's research is so mixed. Some finds positive association between giving an allowance and some of those health and financial outcomes. Some show a negative association that it actually harms, you know, the, the outcome yes. or no, no, no impact at all. 
So there's mm-hmm. the spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Getting ahead of us, giving everything away, Suzanne. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Should I have not done that? Now people are going to no. just going to hit, hit pause and, and go away. Let's just go, go on with your day. Yeah. No, wait, we're going to tell you the specifics. Okay. Hang with us. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. But the it is important. Yeah. And it is important for us. I mean, I talked about it in, you know, in our podcast episodes throughout this, that's this, that season on finances <laughs> that, I have like, I don't know where I sit with it with my kids and parenting. And I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I don't do this or okay, maybe I actually do this more than I thought I did. And so thinking about specifically whether or not to give allowance and how to do it, I feel like is a decision I'm at with, you know, my oldest and my my co-parent and I have been talking about of should we do allowance? How much allowance? Should it be tied to chores? Should it be? And I've like... You used the word mechanics when I was telling you this. And I was like, mm-hmm. that. I've been really worried about the mechanics of allowance. And so I'm excited to share a little bit about the mechanics, but also share kind of about that bigger picture too. Yeah. So when we had that conversation, Mackenzie, I asked you, why are you giving allowances? And I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> right? no, but genuinely, I do have a few reasons. So one... Um, I want to like reduce the pestering, right? So like for our own well-being of just like, can I have this? Can I have this? Right. We've talked about the gimmies and like to be able to say to my kids, like, do you have your money with you? If you'd like to get it, like that's not on my grocery list, but you could get that if you'd like, if you have your money. So part of it is that. And part of it is the, yeah, learning like the value of how much something costs and that, so that when they're adults, they're not like coming in blind. And then, yeah, the values around like, saving and sharing and spending with intention and planning and that they can try that out when the consequences are pretty low. So right. those are the reasons that we think about allowance. Those are all good reasons, right? Mm-hmm. And, and parents are all differently motivated. Mm-hmm. And as you said, um, there are a lot of great outcomes that could be associated with with giving an allowance. And I think the getting, you're just thinking about the giving and me, like, mm. do I do it? Like I said, the mechanics and not like maybe the process that supports this yes. financial socialization activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was the but- thing that I thought was so important when you, yeah, I was coming to this episode, like, I want to look at the mechanics of it, like the how we do it. And then, yeah, as you were sharing so much of the literature with me, that the thing, yeah, the process part of it, that you were talking about was more important. And so, yeah, we had that citation um, from the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau, which New Bestie didn't know <laughs> until we did our season how important I li- how much I like them, but that they showed that research shows that receiving an allowance, when that allowance is combined with parent oversight and conversations around the money, around, ta- around saving, around budgeting, that that has a greater impact on adult savings than just the allowance alone. That was my like, oh, (laughs) I missed the point there. (laughs) Right. And if the listeners have been, they heard any of the earlier podcasts about discussing financial socialization and the difference between like the implicit, which is like, you don't talk Mm. to them about it and they just observe versus the explicit where you give actual uh, instruction, you have Mm -hmm. them participate with you, you have discussions, Uh, you want to be explicit in your financial socialization, but by giving an allowance, and I would lean on the the evidence that you just shared, mm-hmm. that 
if you provide guidance, maybe you um, don't just give an allowance. And I think we talked about this, that you you negotiate the allowance. What's the mm -hmm. amount, right? Um, you discuss it. You figure it out together. What's the scheme? Um, how much do you get? How often do you get it? Do, do, we, do you get raises? And then that piece, is it conditional, right? Yes. And so by, by having the, ref and, and then you have a reflection on giving the allowance, right? Yes. Like how did that go that you spent all of your money on a pair, on a new t-shirt or a pair of sneakers? Are you happy with that? Mm -hmm. um, and so, but it increases the likelihood that the learning happens, that they internalize the lessons that you want them to learn. Yeah. And I think it's an important message for parents is that just giving an allowance as an act because you want to get rid of the pester power because you're <laughs> tired of having to be responsive in the store um, that's one reason, but you want to give, um, you, you, you know, you want to really teach them something and impart your values and your goals. And, mm -hmm. and, and this is an opportunity to do that. So as an yeah. example, you get your allowance, but you must save half of it. Mm -hmm. That is imparting a, a savings goal. And then that's a long, that's a norm that gets, may gets internalized yes. for your child as they go forward. So that's the evidence I would lean on. Again, it's mixed. It's not definitive, mm -hmm. but I think that uh, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, right? absolutely. That absolutely. you have that reflection and what we know about kids learning, kids learn through opportunities. Mm -hmm. And yeah, right. going back to that experience, right? That's what allowance is. It's mm -hmm. the chance to, I mean, part of what it is, is they're trying it out. They're practicing some independence with money. And yeah, if they do, right, blowing all your money on a t-shirt when you're 12 is different than blowing all your money on a brand new car that you can't afford the monthly payment on when you're 25. <laughs> right. Right. It's an so environment piece. Yeah. Yes. That we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, you know, I think that, Another thing that maybe parents could consider is like, when is the child ready? Have they expressed mm -hmm. an interest in wanting things, in being at the store and opening up the conversation, right? It might be that their household and what the, your household spends money on looks different than their neighbors. Like maybe your neighbor or your friend from school has, you know, this brand of, of, of um, sneakers or they have yes. this car and, you know, there's all sorts of, um, I guess, comparisons probably that happen, yeah. right, with the peer pressure given the age. But I think that when the child's ready, which would depend on their age, you know, their ability, how mm -hmm. they're um, kind of where they are, that you you take that into consideration as well. But Absolutely. There's but a lot to, to consider. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That motivation piece, right? So we mm -hmm. talked a little bit about um, you said the pester power, right? I mean, the pester, the pester <laughs> situation, right? Um, and so getting some peace from that nagging, we want it to be for learning, right? For financial socialization purposes. But as parents, parents is a lot about threatening and <laughs> like, I'm going to take that away from you yes. or, or, yeah. bri or bribing, right? And so mm -hmm. allowance can be used that way, right? It it's can. a power, it's a tool for power over your child. I hate to say that, right? But like, if you get up and you get ready on time to go to school, I mm -hmm. will give you an allowance this week. I will give you a dollar every day you do that. Yep. That's, that's us trying to make our child compliant. And so, mm -hmm. um, it's what it might do if it works well is it, it installs instills like a child getting up and getting ready for school every day, mm -hmm. even when you stop the allowance and you maybe shift it. I don't know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it is interesting to think about and not in a like you should never 
in like a shaming kind of way, but like understanding if that is a part of your decision and mm-hmm. how that either like aligns with your parenting style or values or doesn't. Right. And considering that, cause I've definitely done the, like, I mean, like not in crisis cause that's more dramatic than it actually was, but like we're in a hurry or we have somewhere to be, or this has to happen. Like non, we just got to make it happen of like, mm-hmm. I will give you a dollar if we blank. And then we go right now. Like <laughs> I've done it. I've done yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Right. And so like realizing again, not that like I would never, or you should never, but like, is that in alignment with my values and like the long-term financialization goals and like, right. okay, yep. I did that. Let's say like, I didn't actually do it yesterday though. Could, um, <laughs> but like, let's say I did that yesterday. Is that the exception or is that the rule? And yeah, I think giving that reflection and thought to it is an important part of it. Yeah. And I, I get, again, thinking, what's your motivation? How are you going to use an allowance? And, and most parents, when you ask them, the most common reason American parents give is that I'm doing it so that they become better financially, you know, financial humans or financially yes. responsible adults. I want them to learn save, how to save and how to spend. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, so that's a big piece of it. You know, the whole conditional versus an unconditional allowance we should probably talk a little bit about right yes okay because so this was like my big question this was my big hang-up when i'm like what does the research say about allowance should it be so conditional being like you can have your allowance whether it's weekly however often you can have your weekly allowance if all your chores are done or should it be like no chores are just a thing you have to do Like allowance is not tied to it specifically. And that has been like the question in my mind. Like I said, wasn't very worried about the like, oh, I should reflect and give it thought. Now I'm thinking about that. But this was my question. So what does the research tell us, Suzanne? Well, again, it's not definitive. It does not <laughs> help us as parents know that we should d- give conditional or unconditional. There, there is no um, strong body of research that says it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some is like, you know what? Well, actually, you gave me some like actual citations that I can look at. The So in one study, the effect of allowance in exchange for chores or other behavior was not significantly different in contrast with the like, yeah, earned versus unconditional. And then there was also like, basically, I literally underlined this. It does not appear that making an allowance earned has any bearing on future financial behaviors, at least not above just the allowance itself does. So I was like all hung up in this like conditional, unconditional. And it's like, actually, whether or not you do allowance actually seems like it's more of the bigger deal and whether or not it's associated with, uh, yeah, like the explicit teaching, that's more important than the condition, unconditional situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think a lot of parents, if you ask them about, like, well, do you pay your children for household chores? A lot, of, many parents will say no. Mm-hmm. That's something that they have to do just being a f- member of this household. Mm-hmm. No one pays me to do the dishes or take out the trash. Mm-hmm. Then why should we pay? Why should I pay my other family member to do it? Right. So, yes. so a lot of um, parents will use the scheme where you do a basic set of chores as part of your expectations of being a member of the household, but then we pay you for projects. So mm-hmm. I need some the lawn um, raked, right? I need the leaves raked, mm-hmm. or um, I want the baseboards dusted and, and cleaned up, and I'll pay yes. you, you know, a dollar an hour or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of looking at allowances like, is it a wage or is it a gift? Yes. Right. So yes. some parents are just like, I just want to get give my my child some money so that they can have money to spend. Mm-hmm. And then others, again, are going to put that condition on it. 
right? Yes. And so, and there's um, a lot of different ways. And my sense, I mean, I should check with you. My sense is that it, yeah, it's not so much about the how, like we said, that whether, but yeah, okay, I'm gonna slow down for a second. <laughs> it's not so. I'm like getting ahead of myself thinking on all this. The it's not so much the how, right? Not so much the mechanics, because it could be like task based, like you were talking about. Like if you. I th I remember one that was like we could like draw from the jar like we had the popsicle right. sticks growing up kind of thing and sometimes it was like a punishment thing but sometimes the jar was also used as like a okay you get five bucks if you do the task you draw one of them was scrubbing the garbage cans that's like Ooh. something that needs to happen sometimes was yeah. like the inside of the garbage can gets yucky and or the outside even and so that was like a task-based thing we could like get money for um and so, yeah, that's you can do like task-based. I know, like a yucky that's one. That's deep. Of. Yeah, that's a deep one. <laughs> right? You, but, lived, you grew up in a very clean household, I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> neither here nor there. I'm just going to leave that. <laughs> but we, yeah, so like you can do task-based allowance. Like, yeah, like you said, like wages for earned work or yeah, or like you could do weekly or you could do monthly or you could do, right? And so like you can choose mm -hmm. what makes sense for you. And genuinely, I'm even like, some for some families it might be a decision around like okay well we get paid once a month so we'll do it once a month or right and so yeah, yeah. that and how I, isn't as important and i feel like that's often you know what i was cut up in like i said like the how we do it um but it's more doing it with intention yes mm -hmm. yes and and just and negotiating with your child what the yeah. how what the how is so um, is it a weekly payment and i've seen parents maybe do weekly for younger children mm -hmm. and then maybe monthly because they're ready to to step up their money management yeah do it monthly right and so but and you know do we make do we make the the household chores baseline and then we pay on a project basis things you know mm -hmm. um i've seen, seen some parents are like you know if we treat it like a wage do they get a raise right you yeah. know like it, it's kind of like the employment model we're going to mm -hmm. treat them as a wage and and all of us love as employees like to get a bonus so yeah. do like, are they doing really well for six months? And you're like, you know, you've been following through on everything and we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to give you a $10 bonus. And then right. you instill all this emotional loyalty. Mm, to the <laughs> I love that. Love that. Emotional loyalty. Yeah. Exactly. Like I must unload that dishwasher. Like I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. But thinking about the outcomes in terms of what, Again, a guided process mm -hmm. where it gets us in terms of financial socialization, it helps kids with goal setting, right? So if they want to purchase something, then they can set a goal and financial goal setting we know is really important for financial well-being. Mm -hmm. um, learning to plan, right? That's an executive mm -hmm. function skill that we talked about earlier in the podcast, right? Yes. So being able to resist temptation, right? Kind of like being, the impulse yeah, mm -hmm. being good to your future self is how we like to put it yes. yeah um encouraging savings we talked about that um being able to kind of make that that cost benefit analysis of your yeah. choices so i spend 10 hours doing chores around the house so that i can buy a pair of nike sneakers mm -hmm. or you know what do i give up by a purchase if i purchase some candy then a day later, I want to purchase something else. And it's like, oh, no, I already spent it on candy. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's a lot of, I think, good lessons that are there yes. in financial, in, in terms of allowances. Again, it's not definitive how it works, but I think 
we've learned throughout this whole season that parental financial socialization, it's all about being very explicit, that that's going to be the effective uh, style of Mm -hmm. parenting, being very instructional, and then having a safe environment for kids to practice. And that's how learning is going to happen and how you're going to instill your, your, your values. Absolutely. And I think it is important for us to also, so, right. We're saying like, if we're going to do this, that's the thing we want to do, right. Do it with the explicit instruction. Um, you know, I think we almost, I mean, I don't want to say grazed over, but we, but I feel like for a lot of parents, it's also a question of if, right. Like, yeah, should I even, and so I want to like pull us back for just a second of, sure. we did pull some literature, you know, you pulled some literature for us on that of there. And honestly, the research is like, there's some benefits that the research shows and there's some potential drawbacks that the research shows. And so we talked about like the savings behavior as a potential benefit. Um, one study found that children reported modestly higher levels of financial responsibility um, when they're like children and teens, as well as other strategies. Another one found that like helping kids think about their financial behavior made them more inclined to save. Right. And so there's like, these were some potential benefits but there were also potential drawbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so, like, one of them said a potential drawback was um, one study found uh, that when we were receiving, when kids were receiving allowance as teenagers, that they were they were less an economically self sufficient as a young adult. So it's like, okay, so then maybe the conclusion people made was like maybe the allowance actually made them more financially dependent than independent. And then another study found like, what's this one that Kim and Chatterjee in 2013 found that young adults who received allowance as a child reported being more responsible for their finances, but also had greater credit card debt. Right. And so it's like, yes. and then you talked about the health. Um, one of, Like there was a study where, where did you say that was out of? It was from China. From China. And was, yeah. And, and showed that there was a link between allowance and it didn't look at conditional or unconditional. It just looked at, I think the amount of allowance mm-hmm. and showed that be, that there was a link to there was a link to obesity and I think mm-hmm. that can be explained by the fact that kids are working autonomously in terms of their choices about food so they might be buying soft drinks or buying unhealthy yeah. food and that's what's kind of linking it so mm-hmm. again like com- maybe conversations of how you're going to spend your money mm-hmm. right if you're going to if you decide to give an allowance and and the, I like that you backed us up in this idea of like, do you even have to give an allowance as a parent? No, you don't. You have the choice of just maybe being responsive for when, if they ask for money, if they need yeah. money, that you give them the money. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think there's a little bit of evidence too that shows that that scheme of just being responsive actually is associated with some positive outcomes. Like mm-hmm. I, I think it was that study out of Italy, right? That was on some risky oh, behaviors yeah. uh, that showed that that just being a responsive, uh, you know, money giver as mm-hmm. a parent was affiliated with uh, positive behaviors. So right, and so it was literally, yeah. yeah, it was like, yeah, my child asks for, um, yeah, providing money ac- upon request was re- related to, um, sorry, I'm reading this backwards find that providing allowance was related to engaging in risky behavior while doing the like, Hey mom, can I have 10 bucks to go to the movies? That mm-hmm. that was not as associated with risky behavior. Right. right? right. And so and yeah, I- there's just so much like it's mixed is really the way to say it. We're like right. watching the science in action. There's not like a very clear, 
this is exactly what we know from the research. It's like, well, it sees some of this, we see some of this. And so there are potential drawbacks and potential benefits. Yes. And I don't know, Mackenzie, in terms of the history of your podcast, how many episodes you've had where you can't give clear guidance (laughs) to parents because of science. Is that what's your experience been? I would say some of like we did the the bonus on baby led weaning and we had a little of that there that like, okay, the science isn't totally clear on parts of this Um, occasionally, but it's not that often. Okay. More often, okay. we've been able to dig into research that is like long standing, which this is dorky, but like sometimes when we like cite something and it's from like the 70s or 80s, it's because right. it was like that's was really foundational. And so now we're 30 years or 50 years into studying this and now we know more. And this one mm. just seems like the answer or right now we're watching science in action. And right now it's telling us like the the if like to allowance or not to allowance. Mm-hmm. Mixed. Right, right. And that's mm-hmm. science for you. And this, and I think our field <laughs> in particular around money, I mean, they've started studying allowances, I think, as early as like the 60s, maybe like a yeah. study here or there. Mm-hmm. But in terms of really marshalling, like the replication of studies is what we want in science mm. so that we can draw conclusions that are consistent. And yes. we are not there yet in our field. Mm. And, I, and I would say the field of financial literacy and capability really, I think, has been getting traction like in the last 20 years where there's a lot more scholarship on this, um, this topic, Mm -hmm. including financial socialization. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important to understand too. Like, yeah, some things that we talk about in parenting are, you know, more longstanding and some things that are, the research is still emerging. And yeah, like you said, that idea of replication. So in other words, like one study found this, Mm-hmm. Has uh, have there been other studies that have also found it is really what that replication is. And so sometimes the, just not enough time, right? Or like not enough right. attention or like funding or whatever is available right. on it. So it's important to understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And so like, especially like you mentioned, the panel study of income dynamics as being mm-hmm. one of the longitudinal data sets that have been used in this re- field of research. There aren't a lot of longitudinal data sets that include this type of questioning of parents there's not many that i know so So that's really important studies aren't where we're like well researchers right there's some studies that are just like huge national studies that are gathered regularly but you're saying that there hasn't been a lot where this kind of topic like where financial practices and socialization has been asked about yes yes that is that is the truth that you know, we want to, we want a randomized sample, right? So these big Mm -hmm. studies, big national studies with a lot, like really deep pockets to perform these studies can afford to do these non-randomized studies where they get uh, like a sample of parents who we have enough parents that we don't have a selection bias. So we don't know right now, is there, based on the current research, are the parents that are giving conditional allowance different than the parents Mm. who don't give conditional allowance, right? And so we do, we want replication. We want replication by, you know, so that demographics, we can look at demographics. We can even change cultures. That's really ideal. You know, Um, the economic stress literature for sure is pretty solid in terms of what causes stress. But yeah, this whole socialization (laughs) and allowance piece, we have to report it is not there yet. Yeah, it's still emerging, which I... Basically, what I take away from that as like a practitioner, you know, like a parenting educator and, you know, 
a like lover of the learning of related to this and as a parent myself what i take away is like okay i can use this information right of like this is a potential drawback this is a potential benefit and i can make my own decision about how it works for us right yeah right like we get to make and that's honestly that's always our goal on the podcast right is like mm -hmm. we're going to share the research and information with you and you get to decide and especially today when the <laughs> research is mixed like Decide what makes sense for your family. Decide what your values are. Decide the how that makes sense for you in terms of the how often and the how we talk about it and the conditional or unconditional, right? Whether it's tied to chores or something like you get to choose all of that anyway. And the research is really not giving us any like you better, <laughs> right? You better do it this way so much right. beyond the pairing it with the guidance and the explicit instruction. Right, right, yeah, and and the why, and then the last thing we, we would add is like the why are you doing it, mm -hmm. right? Why yeah. is it because you're using it as a financial socialization tool, which again is the best, like a really great illustration of like yeah. I am going to give my child some money to manage. We're going to talk about it and uh, negotiate it, and ideally the outcome will be that they form these ha healthy habits with money, and some of my values are instilled in them along the way. Yes. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, awesome. Oh, wait, 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 wait. The one tidbit that I like had starred here <laughs> that I had a question about was how much allowance. I was like, okay, this was great. I'm so glad we talked about it. I'm like, wait, people might want to know this. Okay, the amount of allowance was one of the questions I had. Uh -huh. So, uh, there was a study in, um, in 2020. The average allowance payment was around $6.72 per week <laughs> for the younger ages. And then sometimes increasing it to more than $24 per week for older teens. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was interesting. So like younger kids was like six to seven bucks. And then for older teens, it was more like 24. But some studies also found that, so like the allowance was increasing with age, right? But some also found that allowance did not continue into the teen years. Um, yeah. That yeah. like maybe that was when our kids start working and like having their own money. And so then we don't give them allowance anymore was one of the explanations they offered. But I thought the amount of allowance, I thought that was good for us to touch on too. Cause I was like, this is interesting because I also wonder that. Right. And that's another thing you're going to like, that's context to help you make your decision on what makes sense for your child and your family. I'm yeah. literally still toying with like, I don't know. My kids are young, maybe like a dollar a week just to practice. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. And especially cause they don't have like a lot of chores yet cause they're little. So yeah, those numbers are context for you to make a decision, not uh, this is what you should do. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And it depends on where you live and your community and how often yes. kids are going to have the opportunity to spend money. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, I mean, a dollar for your child is that wants to buy a candy bar. Let's be honest. That's what my kids want to spend their money on is candy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. And with inflation, can they even do that anymore? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the gumball machine has gone up. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, yeah, the amount I think it does. The research does show that it raises, it, it, um, it increases with age, and then sometimes tapers off. And I think part of that also is that teen, a lot of teens start earning their own money, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. so they're no lot parents no longer have to supplement their spending. Yes. yes. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, anything else you'd add about allowance, Susie? No, we just that um, I don't think 
uh, as we said, you know, the research is mixed. And I think the important thing is to understand why you're motivated to give the allowance. And then if you do decide to give allowance, let's lean on the evidence that says, make sure you negotiate with your child, you discuss it, and you reflect on it so that it is actually a learning experience. Oh. And that you get to that goal of financial socialization, of forming healthy financial habits and norms. Yes, helping our kids. That's become... the takeaway from this yeah. episode. Oh, we love that. And helping them become financially responsible adults, right? We love right. that. That's the goal. Financial yeah. independence and financial wellness, which we started the season with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thanks for joining us today on the Science of Parenting podcast. Uh, don't forget that you can follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter uh, at Science of Parent to see our content like this bonus episode in your social media feeds. So come along with us as we tackle the ups and downs, the ins and outs, and the research and reality all around the science of parenting. The Science of Parenting is hosted by Mackenzie Johnson, produced by Mackenzie DeYoung, with research and writing by Barbara Dunn Swanson. Send in questions and comments to parenting at iastate.edu and connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. This institution is an equal opportunity provider. For the full non-discrimination statement or accommodation inquiries, go to www.extension.iastate.edu slash diversity slash ext.